Hey y'all, it's Kiara, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of For Realness Sake. Happy Thanksgiving, (laughs) y'all. I hope you find some time to let your mind rest. With so much going on right now, being grateful and having peace in your life is the real bag. Trust me. I'm so excited for you to meet this week's guest. Her name is Crystal, and she is amazing. I met her through a mutual friend, Z, whom you met on our self-love episode. Crystal's energy is amazing. She's truly, truly a gem. And her story is super powerful. Crystal really, during this episode, walked us through her life. I had the privilege and the honor to watch her grow in a short amount of time. And I'm so excited that she gets to share her journey with you. I didn't really ask Crystal a lot of questions during this episode because I really just wanted to let her heart speak, and she did. We jumped around from topic to topic, all pertaining around growth, which you know I love. (laughs) I hope through this episode you're able to really capture who Crystal is, her energy, her love, her determination, her perseverance, her strength, her joy. I had such a fun time recording this, and I look forward to many, many, many more experiences with Crystal. Without further ado, here she is, y'all. Welcome, Crystal. I'm so, 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 so happy to have you. And Crystal's sister, Lulu, is in the back, so y'all might hear her every now and then. Hey, girl. (laughs) Crystal, what's up? Introduce yourself to the folks. Hey, guys. My name is Crystal. Kiara, thank you so much. This is such an honor to see your growing following and Every week, hopping in on the lives and just learning a little bit more about sisterhood, womanhood, friendships, life, and sharing a space and you providing that space for women is so important. Mm -hmm. And having the podcast, and that's where it started, and I'm so excited to see your growth (laughs) and so excited just to be a part of everything that is coming out of it and really experiencing it as a friend as a sister Mm. on the other side because i get to see all aspects of it and be in it with you um and know your own life and how you continue to push through everything and just keep pushing and going and the support that you take from it and you really highlight that as importance and i think that a lot of people see success and they don't understand where people have come from and Mm. they are so focused on other people that when they see mm-hmm. other people shining, right? It's like, well, what what could I be doing different? And it's it's just continue to push, right? Yeah. Continue to push. Ooh, yeah. Thank you so much, Crystal. But this is about you. So introduce you. yourself to us. They'll they'll get the rest of that later. Thank you, thank you. I am twenty seven years old. Born and raised in the Bronx, New York. Hey. You got New York in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all feel me? So I, from the beginning of my life at four months old, I experienced a life-saving surgery. And I wow. always grew up 
being grateful for life mm-hmm. and having that instilled in me from very young and jumping from New York to Tampa yes. most recently. You were one of the first people I met. Um, <laughs> super influential. Yeah. I mean, the experience has been one hell of a roller coaster, a roller coaster worth riding again and again and again. <laughs> Um, it's one of those that it's just like, let me get back on the line because there's something else I'm going to get out of this. And I am, I believe to be a God faithful spirit warrior (laughs) and sunshining light bearer. I believe that I know what my purpose is on this earth and continuing to find myself grounded in faith that, that fearing blinded faith that helps you overcome every and anything. I think that that's who I am today. And I used to live in so much anxiety and live Mm. in so much depression and Mm. continue to live in the past and the future. And so through the experience of being here, our wonderful friends, Danaida, because I have to give credit where it is due. We are not who we are without the people in our lives and the people that shape us and make us Mm -hmm. and the things that we learn from those experiences and the time that it took for me to separate myself from the entire world because I was pouring out and pouring out and pouring out. And to take time and stop and be present, Mm. more present than I've ever been in my entire life, manifesting, praying, and meditating. Those are the things that I did most recently before actually deciding to stay in Tampa and and jump, right? Yeah. And I read Jump by Steve Harvey, and and that was an influential book Mm. in my life. I've continued to read. And what you do in your life and what you put into yourself, Mm. the things you listen to, the music you listen to, all those words and all those influences every single day, the people, the energy... All of that was extremely critical for me to pay attention to and become aware of. There's so much, so many things that have happened to you over the past few months, really. And I want you to sort of give your story from Crystal from the Bronx to now Crystal that lives in Tampa, because I get the sense that those are two totally different women. And you did something that a lot of women wouldn't do. Every time I talk to you about this, I'm always so amazed because I've been around a lot of people in my life and I've never seen someone that was able to just do a total 180 in a short amount of time. Y'all, Crystal was living in New York. She came down to Florida just to visit and ended up just staying. Like she got an apartment, a car, a job in like two weeks, three weeks. And it was just too easy for her. And I, I say it's favor because favor ain't fair. Amen. And everybody can't do that. So just that, like, your story, which is why I wanted you here today, just to tell your story because it is a testament of faith. It's a testament of, of motivation. It's a testament of just belief in yourself. And, and in your less. Yes, like, it's it's so, I don't know. It's just amazing to hear. And it's also like an example for me to say like, you know what? I don't have to have all the answers. Like I just have to be able to start. And that's exactly what you did. So why don't you walk us through Crystal in New York and then bring us to Tampa so we can kind of see like where that mindset started changing and what were those influences for you? So as you see here, um, 
Kiera and I are together right now and I have photographs and I have my journal. I've always written and manifested without realizing that those were the things that I always did and that everything that I've written and the very first page of this journal is from 2018 and I am the woman that I asked myself what I be and the power of vision and the power of words and the power of asking for the things that you want. At that time, I was not invested in spending time with the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. spending time in a community like church Mm -hmm. that I do now and allowing myself to do that every morning. I do that when I meditate Mm -hmm. and I bring myself the spirit and the lightning. Mm -hmm. And so it's, It's a true testament of what you want, you can have. Mm. You have to ask for it always. So to begin, we have my mom was born of my grandmother and my grandfather. Thank you. And this is my grandmother. She had that fiery New York attitude. Didn't give a fuck. Excuse my language, (laughs) but she was extremely sassy. In this picture, her grandma has her middle finger up. (laughs) So that's super lit. Okay, grandma. (laughs) She she believed that she had a voice and she would always share her opinion, but she was also very fun. Very, very well mannered in in confidence in herself Mm -hmm. and on the Inside, though, having taken care of her for some time in my life before she actually departed from us, I was able to experience some of the brokenness and and hear some of the stories of the woman that she grew to be in New York mm-hmm. and being the first generation in New York. So my, my family, my mother's side was born from Puerto Rico. My mm-hmm. father's side is Jamaican and Chinese. My father was born in Jamaica. I didn't know about my dad. I found mm-hmm. out about him by accident. When I was about nine, ten years old, I was standing in McDonald's, and there was a family member of ours in McDonald's, and my mother's best friend at the time was watching me, and she didn't know that I didn't know about my biological oh, father. Wow. So that, from a very young age, I faced adversities that I had to come to terms with, but not understand i didn't understand why okay does he not talk to me because he Mm. doesn't love me right and so from a very young age i had always been grateful Mm. but had to be patient and understanding growing up as the oldest of four children in my mom's house and my mom so my mom started college she got pregnant in me and uh, she worked and so she separated right yeah her genes are real strong um, she separated from high, you know, college. And then right after I was born, we had to get the surgery. So this is, God has always been in my grandmother's life. My grandmother always prayed, used the mm-hmm. Bible, studied it, always brought me into the community. I was an usher when I was a young little girl. <laughs> so in the darkest times of my life, I definitely would say that those were the times where I wasn't close mm-hmm. to my faith. So being close to that faith was extremely critical in this transition so growing up in new york we we struggled a lot and after finding out about my dad i was 13 i was i was 11 11 to 13 we lived in shelters um Mm -hmm. my mom you you know got help from the governmental assistance Mm -hmm. and so we had been evicted and we moved from different houses. In 27 years, I've moved 19 times. Wow. Yes. And 
throughout that period of my life where we called somewhere where we laid our head home, I learned that home could be anywhere. Mm -hmm. Home is where you are. And so Mm -hmm. those were the moments in my life that I grew up and throughout that time I had spent summers with my grandmother upstate and so I that was my escape Mm -hmm. dancing I danced as a young girl for years I danced and that was my escape and then when I stopped going into high school I started to lose myself and that staying connected to your inner child that was lost a lot and I feel that now as an older adult and a woman and I stay connected to those things I am finding myself and who I am internally as the young little girl that i was and the things that i love so we talk about that a lot (coughs) especially the inner child thing that's something that was mentioned a few times on on past episodes because like you said the whole the dancing thing Mm -hmm. the love with your grandma that special relationship that you had the motivation that she had the hustle in her really like that was already in you but because we grow and we learn and and we hit adversities and things don't always go our way, that little part of us that has brought us through, it gets a little bruised and a little hidden. But I think that your story speaks volumes to once you find your stride and once you realize who you are and you find your voice. Growing up after the shelter, going to college. So I did go to college. I dormed. I was the first to dorm uh, at a college. And from that moment, I instantly put on debt, right? Mm -hmm. That was extremely critical for me because I didn't understand what that financial responsibility was. It it took a toll on me as an older adult. And so throughout that period of going to college, I worked full-time. I hustled. I did things I had no business doing. I was always that good child mm-hmm. and I, I wanted to make my mom proud. But at the same time, I didn't do things very young having fun. So when I dormed, uh-huh. I ended up getting expelled. Two years later, my grades weren't great. Mm-hmm. I had a wild experience. Just things had happened to me as a young child that I didn't remember. I don't remember a lot of my childhood and trauma Mm -hmm. i have a degree in psychology for those that are listening and i finished my degree after seven years wow and so i had originally started to do social work when i went to school and i fell in love with psychology and all my classes ended up being psychology and (laughs) in the end when i went to register to take more classes i actually had graduated so that was how i ended school Mm. um for now so that experience and learning through those mistakes and failure, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't have success without that. True. Going through that was extremely self-worth daunting. Mm-hmm. I had siblings that were watching me. I had never been single. So from the time that I started oh. college, I was boyfriend after boyfriend, not focusing on myself mm-hmm. and growing up thinking back growing up i desired a lot of emotional love and affection from my parents mm-hmm. and i got that in my grandmother and really nowhere else my mom was working all the time coming home exhausted and i was cooking for six people and wow. i was washing laundry and i was a young mom trying to do things and still be in school and dragging the three ducks behind me and really like 
trying to juggle all those things as a young kid mm -hmm. taught me how to mature very fast i've always heard that i'm very mature for my age and to no surprise because god knows what he's going to give you in the future mm -hmm. for you need to be shaped and prepared for that yeah. and to be able to walk in that when you look at your life because y'all i get to look at these beautiful pictures and really get a clear picture of who crystal was and who she is and and what her family background looks like but when you look at these pictures what do you see i see I always loved. Mm -hmm. I always loved um, in the way that I embrace my family, hugging them like my sister and I, as we got older, we struggled being sisters just being sisters sisters being sisters i mean yeah. taking your clothes and doing all types of stuff you know mm -hmm. <laughs> um and so i see a young girl who i don't remember much from these times and in the interim of coming here and meditating mm -hmm. vision and memories were brought to me. Mm -hmm. Sexual abuse. Things that happened to me that I didn't remember in college. And going out one night and ending up at a hotel. And waking up and like just things that I didn't remember. Mm -hmm. My subconscious kind of just blocked out. And meditating brought out a lot. Talking brought out a lot of memories. And I was always trying to be a happy person. Just, I was a happy child, and the happiest times I remember were being with my grandmother. That's what I know, mm -hmm. and that's what I lived in because that was. And when my mom, when I was 10, I was going to live with my grandmother, and then Lourdes was conceived mm -hmm. and my mom told me that she was gonna have a younger a, a baby and i didn't want to go anywhere mm. and long and behold we have an amazing relationship she's going through her college experience process and i know what that's like and that support that she needs i can provide because at home it's different and so even though i'm going through the transitions of just moving and still adjusting yeah taking her on and and really not letting my emotions get the best of me and just continuing to do the things that I know are going to keep me mm -hmm. going, praying every day, working out every day, meditating every day, going to church every week, right? Yeah. And showing her that that's how I constructed my life and that's what I am tied mm -hmm. to and that carries me through every single day. The sun comes up, the moon comes out. Sun comes up, the moon comes out. I mean, life yeah. happens and we can continue to push through everything that we face and influence it knowing that in the past there were things that I wish I could tell my grandmother or give her or do for her. And I know that I can influence people's lives today. Mm -hmm. So today I am before transitioning, I had been in a relationship for close to three years, very good friends. I live with him. I live with my sister and my two year old nephew, and we lived together for a while. 
my sister's husband had been incarcerated and him and I went to Virginia on a bus the same day, went and got mm-hmm. her. I mean, things changed quickly and the dynamics were influenced. And so in the last few years, I had been engaged prior to that relationship. Mm-hmm. Long distance military engagement. Mm. That was extremely draining. I had pushed myself to be in a relationship because I knew I could hold on or I thought I could and God had other plans. Mm. Closer to now, those years were the most detrimental. I had lived in an apartment by myself. My best friend had gotten pregnant. She moved out. I was depressed. I was buying food outside every single day. That's not the woman you know today. Mm -hmm. I was smoking every single day from the moment I woke up to the moment I got home to the moment I went to sleep. It was extremely, extremely, extremely unhealthy habits. I was not taking care of myself. I was still going to school, still working. I was a high functional, anxious, depressed person like many people are. Mm -hmm. And we continue to do things because it's the routine and we're robotic. And habit is extremely powerful. And so mm-hmm. in the process of actually going through the breaking of the engagement and leaving because I had wanted to leave many times before that. But I felt like if we didn't cheat on each other, then why would I leave? But I didn't really understand that respect. I didn't have values of respect from a partner because mm-hmm. in my life I, d- I didn't have relationships and mm-hmm. marriages to base yeah. off of and yes my mom has close friends but those were not every single day seeing in the on the inside and the outside my parents have been together for since I was two they've known each other since high school way before I was born and they've been together but always hustling and always working and that time that you have to make for a family is critical. And so going through taking care of my grandmother after that, learning about her own sexual abuse and things that happened to her and domestic violence relationships and learning that life happens to all of us. She passed with my secret in her heart and she was the first person to know what actually happened with the person that I had been engaged with. Mm -hmm. She helped me through that. And she struggled with psychological things that she had never gotten help for. And we really didn't know about. So for those of you who have family who struggle with psychological issues, and you know this, it's highly recommended and suggested that they get some type of help or evaluation because some things can hereditarily influence and impact beyond the generation that they're in. And my grandmother was someone who nothing's wrong. She would mood swing from left to right across the house, you know, and that had a severe impact on me just coming out of that engagement, taking care of her because she just got a shoulder surgery. I was still in school. I was doing so many different things and that moment that year was extremely critical now you know that this is something that I can relate to you on especially in speaking about grandmas and I know that for a lot of people uh that relationship that you have with your grandmother is like 
the most important, the most beautiful, the most authentic, the most unconditional. Our grandmas, for the most part, they they're what they're like our. How can I say? Like our saving grace. They're that person safe that's haven. there. Yes, that safe haven. The the safety, um, of love. Pure love is something that I've experienced with my own grandmother, and so I'm super tied to this story. Um, what I what I realize and just listening to you now is that you've always been, or at least it seems like you've been in the business of helping other people. And so when you have that helping spirit and you go around and you're doing this and you're doing that and take care of your sister, take care of your grandma, take care of your mom and whoever else, the question that that boils for me is, well, who is taking care of you? You know what I mean? And so it seems like for you, even though you had your grandma that was there, the relationship that you had with her, you were still taking care of her. So I want you to answer that. During that time, did you feel like you were taken care of? Did you feel like the world was on your shoulders? Because this is, I think this is pivotal for people to know. When you're getting ready to make a change, it's not just no like, boom, zam, there it goes. It's a buildup. It's things keep happening. Your grandma passed away. Engagements are broken. People are moving in and out of the house. What's going on? I'm smoking weed every day. Like what? What? You know, where does that shift happen? So I want you to sort of paint that for us. What do you think that shift happened? Ooh, so part of the process of deciding to take care of my grandmother was that prior to me taking care of her, she had fired every single home attendant (laughs) that tried to help her. I mean, this woman, so OCD is definitely a thing Uh that influenced that. And just knowing how my grandmother is and I learned from on-hand experiences, I was able to pick up quickly. It was extremely stressful still knowing her and being someone that she loved being in that position was extremely difficult Mm -hmm. because it was hard for her to it was conflicting many times where she tried to be careful with how she spoke but her true self came out in the Mm. end and at some point when it became very much too much i actually have a recording of the day that it just got too much. The verbal abuse, the mental mm-hmm. abuse that would be, I, I broke. And so I decided that the best thing for me, because I, I love my grandmother and I didn't want our relationship to be tainted in a way where we didn't talk mm-hmm. because it got too bad. I decided to go back to work and I had worked at Bank of America. I went on family leave and I was mm-hmm. supposed to take care of her for six months and I took care of her for three. And I felt like I failed. I, I beat myself up uh mentally wait so you said you were supposed to be like you were supposed to caregiver and then basically you it was because the abuse Uh was uh, so much it was the abuse from your grandma from her okay yes so Mm -hmm. i i i had to make a choice for myself i chose myself And to choose myself over my grandmother was a pivotal moment in my life. Because at this point, your grandma had been all of those 
buttery things right you know and if the one person that loved me the most could hurt me in that way Uh, i couldn't hurt myself in that way now i get it and so i learned at that point that you have to choose yourself always it doesn't matter if it's your mother Mm. doesn't matter if it's your father it doesn't matter if it's your grandmother it doesn't matter if you love the person Mm. you need to love you more now that's a word. I believe that as women, we have to honor our emotions. I think a lot of times as caregivers, as empaths, as social workers, as psychologists, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, we have to like we're it's almost like in us to care for other people. Oh, let me deny myself so I can help you. Let let me do this for you. What do you need from me? Right? Nah, sis, like I need me too. You know what I mean? So I feel that 100%. Go ahead. And um, at that point that I chose myself, Mm. this person that I had a relationship with and couldn't be with, I ultimately chose myself there also. Mm. So there was more than one relationship in my life. Now, have I moved on from that? Absolutely not. But the faith that I have and the God that I serve, I am highly favored. And I know that no matter what, as long as I choose myself, I will continue to honor the person that I am to be and am walking in this light as. And so once I continue to choose myself from relationship to relationship, it trickled. Once I faced my grandmother, it it just, mm-hmm. man, the the effect of that one relationship, that setting those boundaries and those limitations. Now, my grandmother, and I have it tattooed on my back, taught me actions speak louder than words. And my love for her didn't change. Mm-hmm. And holidays would come, and I would always get a card. <clears throat> holidays would come, birthdays. I, I showered her with love Mm. the same way she showed me because no matter what the situation was with my grandmother we loved each other endlessly and so the the understanding that you can love someone from a distance that became extremely real extremely fast I had to separate myself and the time that I gave to my relationship with her Mm. and continue to fill myself because I had gotten to a point where I was the heaviest I had been. I was extremely insecure in myself and my body. I was extremely hidden from the world. Mm. My friends would reach out and it'd be days before they heard from me, sometimes months. Wow. And even my longest relationship of 16 years of, as my in my sisterhood, mm-hmm. there were times where months went by and her and I didn't even speak. And mm-hmm. it was because I wouldn't reach back out. Mm-hmm. And so to know that that's who I used to be and be who I am today is a completely different person on the other side of the door. And for everyone listening the person that you want to be or see yourself as, or if there's someone that you see that you want to emulate in your being and you should let that inspire you, finding yourself, 
there's a door and a wall. There's mm. something you need to break through because that's exactly what it is. You need a you need a breakthrough. You need a breakthrough and you're going to be broken down before that breakthrough comes. And it's all right. It's all right. You're going to mm. get through it and you're going to find yourself on the other side of that door really happy and proud of the person that you thought you could see yourself being actually coming to life yeah so this is the portion where we start getting to know the new crystal i don't want to say that but the the more aware crystal the crystal that found is finding her voice so you didn't really say it a lot in the beginning with your with your initial introduction but you are a, a trainer. You are a huge advocate for uh, and a, a, a personal uh, story of herbal life. You have the most interesting Instagram with your reels and your videos and your positive posts. And I always thought that people who, you know, do like herbal life and things like that, like it's super gimmicky, like, yeah, drink this shake and you'll be all right. But you really <laughs> give like a real look inside of what herbal life is and what it what it has done for you. So as you transition into because I feel like we've been on a journey with this because we started off in New York and we've learned a little bit more about your life as a child and the things that you had to go through. And then we learn about your grandma and how you had to take care of her and how even though she was your safe place, she also became a not so healthy place for you at the same time. And then trying to balance, like, what does that even mean? Like, you know, this is my person and now right. I can't rely on her for that anymore. We talked about depression and how you had to deal with that and anxiety and codependence, which is huge. I think I need to have an episode on codependency, actually. But just going into all of those things and then to coming to Tampa and staying and doing all that. So what before you talk about Herbalife, what was the moment in your mind where you say, you know what? Screw it. I'm about to leave, like, I'm about to, I got to get out of here, whatever. Like, what shifted for you? I know that Herbalife was a part of this, but what was it? Like, because I know that there's people out here who might be stuck and think that they can't do anything. They're stuck in their situation, and that is not true. So, <clears throat> we are only ever where we are in our mind. Our mind is extremely powerful. And during COVID, now I had been a manager. So all throughout my life, all this is happening. And from 17 years old, and I'm 27, I had managed people. I managed people my entire career, always. <clears throat> Mentoring people when I worked at the bank, continuing to pour out to people, managing teenagers, Working at Chuck E. Cheese at the time that my grandmother passed, <laughs> I was managing anywhere from 30 to 40 people at a time sometimes. And so it was my identity. I was a manager. Mm -hmm. And when COVID happened, I went home and I was a manager. Mm -hmm. And during that transition, I fell into a deep depression uh, for two to three weeks Mm -hmm. and 
that was the last time I experienced that deep darkness because after coming out of that and realizing that all I knew was being a manager to be home and have only a bed in my room and know the core and look around and feel sad about it. It was a reality check that my values were instilled in building up other people for other people's dreams, spending my time not with my family. Although I have loved and cared for my family, I have always worked. I've missed holidays. I've missed mm. birthdays. I've missed so many things. I've They've made it their business to make me a part of everything. They would drive by my job, drop me a plate of food. I mean, wow. my family would go all out and FaceTime me and, and really make me feel a part of the events and mm -hmm. the love, right? And so coming into my home mm -hmm. where now I'm spending every day with my partner and my sister and a two-year-old I don't even have a child of my own <laughs> that was a whirlwind I mean we, we were all trying to figure it out mm -hmm. and <coughs> I I was lost beyond I thought I knew what I wanted in life and nothing seemed the way it seemed, right? And I've, many of us felt that way during COVID in the beginning. Yeah. True. And so here's where this crystal comes in, right? This day and age sunshine and light bearer that I am, I... I'm a health and a life coach. Mm -hmm. Aside from an Herbalife wellness coach, I'm a health and a life coach. And during COVID, I took the opportunity to health and life coach people. I did that. I took on people because that was going to carry me through knowing that I was helping people carry through every day. And prior to that, I helped people create vision for their businesses, their lifestyles, their relationships in the span of 12 weeks. 12 weeks can change your entire life. And so I knew what I needed and we always know what we need, but mm -hmm. we don't do it, right? We know what to do, but sometimes we don't do it. Thanks. We know to wake <laughs> up and be grateful and give grace and ask for mercy and all these things and we don't do it and that's the difference between the life you want and the life you have is whether you're doing it or not are you are you being who you see yourself as being mm. or are you hoping and wishing and holding on to the person that you used to be that has no influence on who you are today right wow. because we hold on to those past experiences and we use them as fuel for mm. why we aren't where we are yeah. and i knew i wanted to move and quickly things changed in my relationship and I focused on myself more than I had ever before moving to Tampa because I thought I worked on myself a lot back then uh -huh. prior man surface awesome. I was creating peace in a world of chaos in my Ooh. home and it was not that the people in my life were chaotic it was that in my mind mm. I wasn't happy in my mind, in the in the energy, in the space. We were all trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But I had to take myself and separate myself 
every single day and give myself mm. that workout, that book, that tea, that moment alone, yeah. that bubble bath. And I started to do that more and more and more. And I quickly realized I needed to be with myself. Yeah. As I spent more time with myself in prayer and meditation and waking up and just being grateful for life and literally opening my eyes and saying thank you, that has changed my entire life. Mm. That one habit changed everything for me. From there, it was straight discipline. Getting up, making my bed, keeping things as godly clean as they should be because yeah. whatever he's given you, you have Ooh. because it was given to you because it's meant for you. But the same way it can be given, it can be taken. And so if you don't honor that in your behavior and you don't yes. honor that in your way of life and be grateful for every single thing that you have right now, whether it works the way you want it to or not, whether it stops working, mm. whether it's a relationship, whether it's a car, whether it's your habits, whether it's that determination in your mind that you want to work out and you you fall off, listen, Every single moment you get to make a decision is a decision you get to make to becoming that person that you see yourself becoming. Yeah. And you're the only person who knows who that is. Many people and I, too, lived in a space where I was scared of being judged. I had been bullied for being smart. I had been bullied for wearing glasses. I, I was bullied for my big forehead. I was, bu I was bullied and always trying to make other people happy with my image and I thought going to school and being great at that and really being a manager and having all these titles right mm -hmm. having titles identified mm -hmm. who I was and when you look deep inside yourself and you wake up every single day and you're not happy with the way your life is and you're doing those things and it's great to have the title but what is it if yeah. you don't have the title of happiness. You don't have that deep, deep connection to yourself. Yeah. And you know there are things that you could be doing, but you're not. And it starts with a choice. So in, in the transition between my habits and really focusing time into myself, I, we, Zenaida and I wrote things down kind of job i wanted what kind of card that i want we manifested ultimate manifestation we manifested heavily <laughs> and and this is that i had a 2019 vision board that i created i put things on there that i didn't believe could happen and believe me they did oh i believe you because you have like the ultimate comeback story like that i what? had a car up there i had a kitchen up there Girl. i had so many different things up there when COVID happened, my sister and I opened up a nutrition club from our home because Herbalife allows us to do a business as such. Mm -hmm. And we donated teas to essential workers and we did what we could in the community and people chipped in and helped out. And thank you so much for the love and support during that time because we quickly realized the impact we could have mm -hmm. on the world. Yeah. And one person can change the entire world, such as Gandhi, such as Martin Luther King, such as... Barack Obama, such as us sitting here in this space, that this time again. and energy, because whoever is listening to this may feel broken. And, and, and that's exactly how Herbalife found me. I was broken to the core. Mm. And my sister started that cycle and started to break the cycle in my family in the generations of 
living unhealthy Mm. and to learn nutrition and learn these things was extremely critical in understanding that nutrition and the habits that we had severely impacted our emotions Mm -hmm. especially as women food yeah and knowing absolutely knowing (laughs) all those things and not just nutrition but i needed salvation and the army of light workers that serve in Herbalife, let me just tell you, God sent God fearing people mm. who value loving people even when, even when, no matter what, mm. sticking committed to that commitment you made to someone to be there to walk them through a journey mm. of life changing habits and life changing. I have never felt more proud to be a part of a community, a company. I know my purpose on this earth mm-hmm. is to serve and to shed light and shine light. That's what you've been doing for your whole life. And we have way. the opportunity. I don't need to build a business. Mm-hmm. I don't need to try and figure out a business plan. I have the opportunity to do something that has changed my entire life. I get messages all the time from people, as I'm sure you do, and the gratitude of Mm. the person that we are and inspiring them to continue to believe in themselves carries me through to continue to do what I do. Mm. And knowing that I'm making a difference in the world in (coughs) in a positive way, and being the person that I saw myself to be. And there's so much more to come. There's so much more to come. And I think that's your message in a sense where because you have been a, a servant for your entire life and in the best way, not in like a weird negative way, but just because you've always had the the sense to serve, to do for others and things like that. I think that that's why the herbal life thing is working out so well for you I think that's why people gravitate towards you your light is so bright and Mm -hmm. it's not I say that in knowing you and in watching you and seeing what you do but also in not knowing you when I first met you I didn't know who you were but like you mentioned the I don't know. It was almost like we did know each other. It didn't feel like I was talking to a stranger. It felt like I was talking to someone that I've met before. For years. I felt like I've known you my entire life. It's that spirit. It's that same spirit. Exactly. The the likeness. And so watching you even in this short amount of time and seeing your growth has been amazing for me. And I know that for the people listening, they're probably like, who is this girl and where can I find her? So why don't you tell us where we can find you on Instagram? Because I know that this is only, only, only the beginning for you, Crystal. I'm excited. I had goosebumps off and on during this discussion. (laughs) I am loving the pictures. I keep going back to it because I just keep seeing like these different interactions. And I can relate in a sense where family and love and I can see the smiles and your grandma and I'm just like oh my god so where can we find you on Instagram what if you could give 
us just, hmm, if you could give us an affirmation, something that speaks to you and something that we could use, what you got to say to us? So on Instagram, you can find me at coachk.leena. My grandmother used to call me Crystalina, and that's where that Ah. comes from. And here's my daily affirmation. My life is abundant of love, energy, money, connections, opportunities. Mm. My life is abundant of abundance. I am amazing and I am beautiful. Oh, I need to start saying <laughs> First of all, snap. I need to start saying that for sure. Can you text that, please? <laughs> I got you. <laughs> and I, I said that to myself every single day from the moment I created it. Mm. And my life started to change. And as I brushed my teeth, I listened to Andre Day, Rise Up. Mm. And that song played at my graduation well after losing my grandmother. And that song will always be a true representation of the woman that I used to be and the woman that I am today. Mm. And that's that's my story. That's Crystal, y'all. Thank you so much for being here, Crystal. I love it. I don't really have a whole lot to say. As you can see, I didn't I wanted you to just talk and that's what you did. And I really appreciate you coming and being vulnerable with me in this moment and sharing your truth. So thank you for having me. Thank you so much for everyone listening. Mm-hmm. And please make the next choice one of your own and do for you what you want to do for you, not what everybody else wants for you. And serve yourself, your highest mm. self. I love you guys. (laughs) Bye, y'all. See you on the next one.